This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrier. And we're not experts. No, but we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And today we are bringing you another episode of Product Recall. This is a weekly episode where we dig deeper into the history of an iconic product and its impact. And we are doing it every Friday here on Forever 35. And we are taking requests. So if there's a product you'd like us to recall, call or text us at 781-591-0390 or email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. You also can visit our website, Forever 35 Podcast, for links to everything we mentioned on the show. That includes in these product recall episodes. So if we reference a video or a source, they are all linked under the episode tabs. We are not just reading Wikipedia articles, okay? I mean, we are, but we're linking to them (laughs) and also doing a little more research than just that. (laughs) But I'm not going to lie. It does start often. For sure. At Wikipedia. I know. Uh, You can also follow us on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast and join the Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. We've got our newsletter. Forever35podcast.com slash newsletter is where you go to sign up. And you can shop products that we love at shopmy.us slash forever35. And Kate, I just want to remind everybody that our live show is less than two weeks away. It's really happening. It's really happening. It's on Wednesday, February 22nd at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can get your tickets at moment.co slash forever35. The tickets are $10. The show is also going to be available on demand for a week after it airs, which means if you can't make it live, you can still watch and enjoy. And there's also going to be an after party. So we're going to, you know, be getting kind of cozy with some final Mm. thoughts, some digital snuggling, digital snuggling, but in a consensual, only consensual digital snuggling. Yes. Uh, And that'll be at the after party in the hotel lounge. And you can get tickets for that as well. Those tickets are $5. And, you know, we will also be selling some exclusive Forever 35 live merch. Just at this event. Just at this event. So, you know, if you want to get in on that. Get your tickets now. 
Uh, Dory, friendly reminder to all our New York listeners slash tri-state area listeners, I will be appearing in a panel at the Strand Bookstore in New York City on February 15th. I'll link to that in the show notes. You can grab a ticket. Come say hi. I'll sign your book. It's very exciting. It'll be great. I'll (laughs) complain about how cold it is, and then I'll fly back to California, (laughs) where I'll also be cold. (sighs) So, Kate, what are we recalling today? Dory, I'd like to start things off a little different today. Okay, okay. I'm going to start things off, um, honestly, with some mood music, just to really set the scene. All right. I'm ready. Here we go. So, Dory, listeners, I want to take you back to... 1992. Okay. All right. I'm in seventh grade. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm at a middle school dance in yep. my school's cafeteria. It smells okay. like the chicken nuggets we had earlier today for lunch. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a white turtleneck, okay. cuffed jeans, yep. Yep. with scrunched white socks mm-hmm. and penny loafers. And inexplicably, Dory, I am wearing a suit vest I borrowed from my dad. Oh, True okay. story, true outfit. Great. Now, I'm five foot ten at this point, Dory, and thus I'm taller than everyone in the room, <laughs> including the teachers who are chaperoning. <laughs> and now I want you to imagine as the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch song ends and the DJ puts on a slow song like this, couples begin melding their bodies together, <laughs> swaying to the music, and through the shadows, a petite young gentleman <laughs> saunters up to me. He's wearing a Bart Simpson t-shirt tucked into his acid wash <laughs> jeans, and his acid wash jeans are tucked into his Reebok pumps. Oh my god. And his hair is encrusted in LA looks hair gel. <laughs> and as he wraps his arms around my waist as the music plays, and I shift very awkwardly closer to him and rest my chin on top of his head. <laughs> I catch an overpowering whiff of quite possibly the most glorious thing I've ever smelled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is the men's cologne, Dracar Noir. Oh, baby. Mm, The song goes on for 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Wow. Let that sax take us away. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Dory, today on Product Recall, I am bringing you Dracar Noir. Oh, wow. Dory's already overwhelmed by the overcome by the smell that awaits her because I have a bottle of Dracar Noir Eau de Toilette by Guy Laroche Paris in my hands. Okay. Now I want to assume that not everyone knows what Dracar Noir is. So this is a legendary scent for men. It was created in 1982, which makes it 40 one years old. Wow, yeah. It's an elder millennial at this point. It is. And it was created under the French brand Guy La Roche. Now, the perfumer was a gentleman named Pierre Ouargen. I have a question. Bring it. Was Guy La Roche a real person? You know what? I believe so, but I did Google him. Yeah, he was. A- no, I did Google him. Guy La Roche was a real person. Yeah, he was a French fashion designer. Um, he died in the late 80s. Okay. But Dracar would had already been created at this point. Now, how influential was he in the actual creation of the specific scent? I don't know uh, because it was created under the brand. And I actually think in kind of reading about the way scents are created, there are really these master perfumier creators who mm. 
mm-hmm. are many of them are responsible for I mean they're like chemists. They are Yes. They're creating sense. I mean this guy Pierre who created Dracar Noir, he also worked on Pleasures for Men by Estee Lauder, um La Nuit de l'homme which is by Yves Saint Laurent which apparently is a very very well-known and well-loved men's scent and also one by Diesel called Only the Brave. So he was he was iconic in his own He had right. an iconic nose. He did. And this is technically like a sibling fragrance to the original Dracar, which was an, a scent that was introduced oh. in 1972, which you never hear about. No, you just hear about Dracar Noir. Noir. Now, I, I did not know this, but the name Dracar is derived from a word like Drekar, Dracar, that means it's a type of Viking ship. so interesting okay so we're getting i'm getting getting some imagery here already we're invoking big beefy Mm -hmm. white warrior men yep yep we're invoking the ocean Mm -hmm. body odor wood all those kind which is interesting because this is actually not a woodsy scent so dracar noir According to this uh, description I read uh, in a book on Google Books called Sentence Subversion, you would identify Dracar Noir, if you were categorizing it, as a green scent. Okay. This is also known in the scent world as a fougère, which is French for fern. Mm. Fougère is apparently a very well-known kind of olfactory category. I had never heard of I've heard of green scents, but I had never heard of fougère which I'm saying with a true American accent. So when people describe this, like in the many videos and reviews I watched of this, green is often what comes up. Another word that people use to describe the smell is a barbershop. Huh. So it's got that kind of clean, okay, yep. almost astringent smell. But the way that it really differentiates it itself from the original scent, Dracar, is that it also has tones of patchouli and leather Mm. now fougere scents apparently i'm not really familiar with men's scents Uh, i i have since watched many like male scent reviewers online and there are just so many fragrances and really famous ones and i i'm not familiar like if a person walked by in a men's cologne i wouldn't be able to identify it I'm not even sure I could identify Dracar in this Dracar Noir, mm. and this is one I know. So it's part of this family of fougere, a green scent. So what ended up happening with Dracar is that the advertising in the mid-80s for this scent really pro- helped propel it to a kind of iconic status level. And what's interesting to me in kind of reviewing old ads from that time is how the advertising for Dracar Noir coming out in like 1987 really flipped the genre on its head. So what I want to do is I would like to share with you, Dory, a commercial mm-hmm. for from the earlier 80s, 1985, for a men's scent called Canoe. Okay. And we're going to watch that together. If you could describe to our listeners kind of what's happening. Yes, sure. And then we'll watch together a 1987 ad for Dakar Noir. We'll describe that so you can really get a sense for what happens. Buckle up is all I'm going to say. 
a very conventionally handsome white preppy guy in a canoe, literally a canoe, going to a nightclub. Yeah. And now he's in his bathroom getting ready. And oh, now he's in a black tie outfit. He's picking up his very pretty date and picking her up and putting her in the canoe. Now they're sailing away. (laughs) Both times the canoe was in the middle of the street. Yes. Yes. And you heard the music on that ad. You heard the music on that ad. Yes, I did. It was pretty goofy. Yeah. Upbeat, cutesy. I mean, it literally goes, go by canoe, do-do-do. Yeah. Well, Drakkar Noir was about to fuck (laughs) that up. Stand by while I pull this up. Dory, now, this is the ad that Drakkar came out with that kind of changed everything. Again, your narration is appreciated. Okay. Okay. A ski boot, a, an archer, a boxer, very, very buff man putting on a shirt. Very pretty woman in an evening gown. A lighter. A pool cue, dice. A man in a tux. Feel the power. A sleek Draconoir telephone, just twenty-one fifty with any sixteen-dollar purchase. Available part. at Lazarus. Okay, it's it's a, it's a, it's much more kind of James Bondy. Oh, that's a perfect way of describing it. So, in the canoe ad, we have this guy who showers, then gets in a floating canoe, floats to a nightclub. But also he's dressed like he walked out of a John Hughes movie. Like he's yes. in a collared shirt and a sweater and he's blonde and he just like, he looks like a preppy co-ed, you know? If you've, if you've ever seen the TV show Family Ties, he's a real Alex P. Keaton who was like... Wait, I didn't know. I completely disagree. You don't think he's an Alex P. No, Keaton? No, Alex P. Keaton was kind of a dork. The guy, the canoe guy is is... Like a hot jock. Okay. So he's kind of like a frat boy from the early yes. 80s. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. The Alex P. Keaton fandom is going to come for you. <laughs> so then we have Drakkar, which is black and white. Another thing to notice, except mm-hmm. for when a woman runs on the street in a red lacy gown yes. to this shirtless man who puts on a ski boot, boxes, Plays pool. He's doing very like cosmopolitan things. So by 1991, Dracar Noir was, quote, this is from a New York Times article, among prestige scents sold in department stores for $20 or more a bottle, Dracar Noir is among the three top selling brands in the United States and number one in the world. Wow. Number one. Now, I took this to mean when it says among the top selling three brands, I believe that's sense across the board. So it's interesting to me. There's always been a market for men's colognes and mm-hmm. men's scents, but this is kind of when it begins to reach like peak scent time. Yes. Now, Kate, before we go any further, let's take a break. Okay. And because we have a lot more to discuss. So we'll be right back. Oh, it never ends. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But 
what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given Mm -hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm -hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts I think of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about uh, we have two aura frames in our house i have Ooh. one in my office and yeah and one in our family room and do my they kids have, love it do they have the same pictures on them no they have different pictures <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh that's interesting maybe i should get one from my office I'm looking at a picture of my in, children right now right interesting mm-hmm. hmm. putting that away for later store that Yes. Uh, The Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code forever35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs. It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a tretinoin gal. I love the tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click 
get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash forever35. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh. Sounds uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I, I didn't have honey love when I was in college. No. Well, we are here to say no more being uncomfortable. With no. Honey, no. With Honey Love's bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to not sacrifice lift. All while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable, you barely know it's there. Especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. So, you know, before the break, you mentioned that in 1991, it was the number one scent in the world. Yeah. And I mean, this kind of tracks for me because I was 14 in 1991. And I do, I mean, I remember, I remember being coming aware of Dracar probably a couple years earlier when I was around like seventh grade, like 
you know, when you were, you were in seventh grade a couple years later, but like, that was when I first kind of feel like I noted boys wearing it. And so it had definitely like already trickled down into, you know, the middle school aged contingent. And what I don't know is like, were people's dads wearing it? You know, that's really interesting because I ended up watching some YouTubers and TikToks about Drakkar and a lot of them describe it as an a lot of the younger people who I would assume are either younger millennials or Gen Z describe it as like a grandfather's cologne, which is fascinating to me, having grown up with the scent being worn by people my age. So I do think it is now looked upon in that way. I think at the time it became a cultural phenomenon because of the way in which it was advertising this idealized version of hyper masculinity, mm-hmm. this very narrow version of masculinity. And what ha- what I see in kind of looking at the brands that followed in its legacy is they continue to perpetuate this idea. And I think it starts, I'm sure it started, it's, it started, it's been going on since inception. I think like this came up when I was researching Noxima and looking at their shaving cream ads. But the the constant frame and point of view in advertising for these men, quote, men's beauty products is that women will want to fuck you. Right. That is is the messaging over and over and over again. Whereas it's completely different on things marketed for women. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting also that you say that because I came across this piece in The Atlantic um, and it was Ta-Nehisi Coates writing. He, he, had written, he had written earlier, there had been a conversation on The Atlantic about Axe body spray, a piece about Axe. And in the comments, people really started talking. And so he did a follow-up kind of piece and mentioned Drakkar and then shared a comment that someone had written on the original piece. This was a commenter. They wrote, Drakkar is significant for me because it was my very first fragrance ever. I wore this when I was in college in the late 80s when Drac was what they called it, was at the peak of popularity. The smell was everywhere back then, especially at college parties, which reeked of the stuff. Sure, I liked the way it smelled, but back then I didn't give a damn about fragrances. I wore Drakkar for one reason only, to meet girls. Yeah, I think there was like an aphrodisical <laughs> quality to Drakkar. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree. So what's kind of interesting, and we'll link to this ad, but uh, the sound was quality is very weird. So we're not playing it is that they start to shift, they recognize that there is a need to shift advertising that happens right when they've kind of reached their peak in 1991. Mm. And they actually, in this article, I was reading this person, Robert Cassu, who's the vice president and general manager of Cosmere European Designer Fragrance Division talks about kind of how the 90s man, he says the 90s man is somewhat different and less removed and detached as well as less self-centered than the 80s man. So they start changing the advertising and the ad that comes out in like 1992 features Stephanie Seymour, Mm -hmm. another legend of the supermodel era. And it still features this like super hot, ripped white man boxing but then there is a film director who's also a super hot white man shooting the boxer and stephanie seymour comes in 
And the story it's telling is that she is there for the older, more sophisticated director. Oh, interesting. That, although it's when you watch it, and I've watched it like five times to try to get the story right, it seems like she could be there for either dude. Right. But what I think what the messaging they were trying to get across is that like, oh, no, 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 hold up. Drakkar is for like the older, sophisticated set. Which like, I actually wonder if that was a misstep. Trying to, trying to. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they had done what like Axe Body Spray later did. Oh, we'll get there. They might have had, they might have lasted longer because I feel like they became like a punchline by the end of the 90s. Not only that, but they've, I mean, Drakkar Noir is still mentioned in pop culture as a, as mostly as a punchline today. Like I watched a clip from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that had a Drakkar Noir punchline. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a touchstone and a reference point, I think, for, a lot of folks who grew up in that time so much so and i'll i'll play a little clip from a youtuber in a bit but a lot of i watched this whole youtube and the the guy was like this fragrance is made fun of a lot and people talk a lot of shit about it let's find out what it's like and then by the end he's like i actually really like this so i think the reputation of dracar noir has actually overshadowed for sure the fragrance you know what you said about being it being a touchstone for a certain generation, I think is so true. And I told you this, Kate, a couple of days ago because I saw a friend, a good friend of mine who is 10 years younger than me. I saw her the other day and I was telling her about this new series that we're doing. And she was asking, you know, what products we were going to be talking about. I said, oh, well, one of the ones that's coming up is about Dracar Noir. And she was like, what's that? So she had never even heard of it. And, you know, this is like a, a well, uh, she is well versed in pop well-versed culture. Well versed in pop culture, person, you know, and she's she is ten years younger, which you know I think kind of jives with what we're saying. So she would have been in seventh grade in you know the late nineties, which by then, Drakkar was gone from the cultural consciousness. I think so. So what happens is you have, I think, a bunch of imitators. So what happens is you have fragrances that kind of come out in the same fougere scent family and also that use the same angle of marketing. So you've got cool water, which I which I always think of as kind of... Is that Aqua Di Gio? No, that's Armani. Oh, cool okay. water. Cool water is like by Cody. And the ads feature the actor who later goes on to play Sawyer on Lost. Oh, interesting. And they're they're similar. And a lot of the advertising, if you remember the old Calvin Klein advertising, I mean, we will probably do a we will probably do a product recall on CK one. Oh Oh, my god! I mean, (laughs) Uh, but there was this kind of shift into black and white, and this Mm -hmm. kind of like quote unquote sophisticated marketing but but that but also that was kind of what drakkar was doing in the 80s yes that ad that initial ad that you showed me was in black and white and was leaning into being you know sophisticated i did just want to note in that original ad i showed you from 1987 i didn't get to mention my favorite part of that ad is that it's for this specific drugstore not drugstore specific department store where they're giving you a phone with purchase 
a sleek black landline phone for like an additional $20, which really made me chuckle. I, I, I was curious about that because I feel like that could have just been like a bumper. You know yes. what I mean? And that was an ad that like ran locally and, and different yes. jurisdictions would it did. have did different things. Yeah. It was. And I, that's why I kept it on because it just reminded me so much of like the great department store culture totally. of like my mom coming home and she like bought a lipstick at Clinique and then got like a bag of a million treasures. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so what this I think leads to, and what I think the the lineage that we need to see with Dracar Noir is that this leads us to Axe body spray. Oh, baby! An Axe body spray is kind of a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So Axe body spray came out in two thousand and two. So for our friends who were in high school, middle school, that time, this might be your fragrance, this touchstone fragrance. So Axe, the brand, has actually been around since the 80s. Mm. But in 2002, they launched Axe Body Spray, which was essentially, it was a scent that you could put on your body, It was, but it wasn't a necessarily cologne. It was kind of marketed as like body deodorant and it was you could get it at the drugstore it was exactly. a drugstore brand exactly and axe was specifically marketing to teenage boys who were spraying this all over their bodies and in their defense when you're a teenager like one you don't, never want to shower and two you, you smell weird totally you know like i don't blame totally. any person who was totally. putting axe all over themselves but what is interesting to me is the way that the axe marketing is so like it it reeks of the early aughts like overt sexism which i think kind of was all in this weird american pie genre of like raunch raunch humor mm -hmm. and in the axe commercials that i watched i'm gonna play one um it's all so sexual mm -hmm. and in all these ads, women are whittled down to props, like arm candy and like, you know, uh, fuck dolls. Um, but Axe really takes it to like this weird new level because the way they are promoting their fr this fragrance is basically using quote unquote dorky looking guys who then spray on Axe and then like women lose their fucking minds. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to play you. One final, and I'm Susie. I'm going to play you an Axe commercial. From, this is from 2002. And the challenging thing with the commercials is that there's not a lot of dialogue. So we do right. need to kind yes, of yes, yes. guide you. But again, these will be available on our website. So you can gasp in horror at this nightmare too. So, Dory, let me know when you're ready. Oh, ready I'm ready. Go? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Hot man getting ready for work. Axe deodorant body spray for men. In his elevator, he was half shirtless, and now a dorky guy's gotten in, and then a woman. The first guy had sprayed Axe on himself, so the elevator still smells. The woman's getting turned on. She stops the elevator and has sex with the guy who kind of looks like Topher Grace. Yep. And then another woman gets in and looks at him like she's going to also have sex with him. So he's never leaving this elevator. This man who didn't even, excuse me, this guy who didn't even 
spray the axe on his body. It was every it was the other man who got into the elevator with his shirt unbuttoned because he was so late for work or what have you sprayed axe and then the smell lingered i was just gonna say that's the thing of that that was the thing about axe the smell really lingered in the air oh it was it was almost offensive I, I mean i would say it was offensive yeah right like it was it was so much so axe by 2006, they had sold $71 million worth of product. Wow. And you think that they were, they kind of like picked up the mantle of Drakkar. Yes. I think Drakkar, and I'm, again, I am sure there were other scents that teen boys were spraying all over themselves prior to the mid 80s. But I think Drakkar kind of, made it a an accessible mm, thing mm-hmm. even though it was it wasn't a pres- cheap. quote unquote prestige yeah. fragrance and then axe kind of took it and ran with it right okay let's take a break yes and then we'll be back with just a couple more tidbits all right be right back imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details Okay, we're back. So the thing that's really kind of interesting to me is that Drakkar still sells. I could not for the life of me find current sales roundups for Drakkar and how much. But you can still buy it. Oh, it's everywhere. And I think people still wear it. And I have a bottle in my hand that you and I are going to smell. Do you want to grab paper towels so we can spray it on there so we don't give ourselves headaches? No, I want to spray it all over your office. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, pause. Sorry to make you get up and get the paper towels, but let's do it this. There we go. Perfect. So, So this is what was so interesting to me about enjoy oh god oh smells good it does have that barbershop kind of man's barbershop smell oh yeah right it's not bad it's like not how i remember it it's i'm not gonna lie it's actually kind of nice okay now that it's like settling Uh uh-huh i'm I'm waving and now it's a little bit more what i remember Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm oh it's not bad. No, it's not bad. And in fact, I would 
I would dare to say that if I like canoodled with someone wearing this, I wouldn't be like, ugh, Dracar Noir. Totally. You smell nice. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I, I, I like it. I like it too. So I do think that the scent. Are you going to get it for Anthony? Anthony has never worn a a fragrance. Okay. So I could just like leave this for him (laughs) on his bedside table. Do you think he knows what it is? Oh my gosh, I'm sure. And it's possible he might have even had it. I just, uh, I, I just like I didn't know him. Then. Right, totally. Um, here is what this uh, fragrance reviewer, fragrance hunter on YouTube said after doing a whole segment on Dracar Noir. Much. I do think this fragrance does get a lot of hate. I don't know if it's because it's been overdone or what, or if they just hate the scent profile in general. But to me, guys, I actually do not hate this fragrance. I actually quite enjoy it. It is kind of a different fougere fragrance, kind of unique in my collection at least. I'm sure this fragrance has been cloned many, many times. So, see, that's the thing. Like, I feel like, yes, I, like, I do feel like the notes of this fragrance show up a lot in contemporary fragrances. Yes. Well, and I think this kind of green family of scents is a very popular smell for mm-hmm. men's fragrance and for and for women's and and again you know fragrance has come to the point now where so much of it is quote genderless yes um, totally you know we're talking about quote men's fragrance which is really it, it's almost using it and that framing it in that way is is dated mm-hmm. um, the other interesting thing to me that i did not know is that drake got a tattoo of a dracar noir bottle in 2017 it is allegedly a fragrance that he wears and loves wow and i didn't know this either his original twitter handle was dracar d noir at dracar d noir now drake is 42 how old is drake drake is he's 30 actually he's only 36 huh he's much younger than i thought he was um, that's interesting because he's basically the same age as my friend who had never heard of it. Well, possibly, you know, I would love to hear from like mask folks who grew up in that time. Mm-hmm. And if this was aspirational, like if there, if this was one of those products that made you feel like if you had it, quote, dot, 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 if it was one of those aspirational products. Which, I mean, again, totally. every product is positioned as aspirational, I think. But it was not quite as accessible as, like you said, Axe, which you could just get right. at CVS. Right. Now, I did order this, I'm pretty sure, from Walmart. So okay, it's not, you know, only a fancy department store brand. Right. But. So, Dory, that is... Wow. That is the journey of Dracar Noir. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I'm starting to get a headache from the smell in here. Are you? A little bit. And I'm, I like scents, but yeah. it's starting to kind of hit me in that like weird part of your brain where you're like, ugh, mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. nauseous. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, you know, that is another thing that I remember about it. And actually, the, <laughs> that I think is something that that Axe body spray commercial really brings home, which is like, Drakkar was strong. It was a strong scent. Like, you did not have to spray a lot of it to 
have it feel like very overpowering. It was a very intense scent and I feel like it stayed. It had great staying power. Well, and it also kind of created this practice of dousing yourself. Yes, in cologne. In cologne. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if that crosses over from the way aftershave is used. Oh, interesting. I just have these like vivid memories of like my grandfather's aftershave and, you know, you'd like, it'd be all over his face. Yes, yes, yes. Were there other Drakkar products? Like, did they make an aftershave? Did they make a soap? Did they, you know, because I feel like today everything is a million different things. That's a great question. I think you can get some sort of like body wash. <laughs> I'm not sure. Let me actually just see imagine real quick. washing your body in Drakkar. There's a body spray. Um, you know, I don't know if there actually is a soap. There's deodorant. It looks like. There's Drakkar deodorant. Yeah, which I bet. See, that actually would be, I would be more into. Because then you get the kind of smell mixed with like the must. Mm. The must? The musk. Musk. The must. <laughs> the dusty armpit. <laughs> there's, let's see, there's also, yeah, there's, it looks like there have been products. I'm sure at the time. Like, would you light a Drakkar candle? So here's a question for you. I don't think I would light a Drakkar Noir candle. Would I light a Lalabo if a, if the Drakkar candle had a Lalabo sticker on it? Mm. Would I light it? Like wow. how much of how much of our feelings about things like Drakkar Noir now are just like lingering judgments? I mean, that's branding, right? 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 Like if you put if you bottled this scent and put it in like like what's a fancy candle like a diptyque candle yeah well that's what i'm saying like i'm saying that the notes of this fragrance are not not dissimilar to other ones that i have smelled like it's not some something that's like totally outside the norm and i actually think the the bottling of this so it's in a very small kind of thin black bottle matte black with just your car noir written in white, like it's actually kind of sophisticated and sleek looking and kind of in line with a lot mm-hmm. of the way brands do their marketing now. Mm-hmm. You were ahead of your time, Dracar Noir. You yep. were ahead of your time. <laughs> and yet also behind. <laughs> well, Kate, I have learned a lot. Thank you for taking me down this road. If anyone wears Dracar Noir now or knows someone who does, I would love to hear from you about your thoughts on the brand. Yeah. Or if you have memories about Dracar. Oh, yeah. Were you also five foot ten in a middle school dance in seventh grade? <laughs> you know what? For that intro, Dory, I kind of created a fantasy in which I was asked to dance. Most of the time I wasn't asked to dance. Oh, so that person was not real. <laughs> no, he was... Wow. Made up in my head, kind of based on Mark Paul Gosseler. So basically, you just took us to Kate's middle school dance fantasy. Yeah, my fantasy. <laughs> middle, yeah, my middle school right. dance fantasy. Noted. Mm-hmm. I'll work on that. <sighs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. 